Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Great Transylvanian Bite Off, where this week we are pitting Mel Brooks's lowest-rated Rotten Tomatoes movie against our sense of comedy. Is it funny? Who knows? We'll find <laughs> out. I think it's pretty funny. My name's Daniel Kunkel. And I'm Evan Morkall. And I think this is a pretty funny movie. It's Dracula Dead and Loving It, 1995. <laughs> I also thought it was pretty funny. I'm a sucker for, no pun intended, for Leslie Nielsen, though. Dude, Leslie Nielsen's so goddamn funny. Everything yeah. he does is funny. And, like, is it a little, is this movie a little long? Sure. Yeah. Are some parts not funny that are meant to be funny? Sure. Yeah. Is this the most I've laughed at Dracula? Absolutely. <laughs> this movie was directed by Mel Brooks. It stars Leslie Nielsen. Uh, it was written by Mel Brooks, Ruby DeLuca, and Stephen Haberman. It's based on, of course, Dracula. And there's, I mean, the plot's just Dracula. Yep. With jokes added in instead. That's it. That's it. It was nice. It was so refreshing to just get like, ah, it's Dracula. Cool. I great. was like, I know exactly what's going to happen in this movie, and yeah. it feels great. I also loved being able to track which movies it's spoofing at any given time. Oh, baby, could I? It's overt. They're just like, they just, they're like, okay, now we're going to go for Gary Oldman. Great. Check. Now we're going to go for Bella. Check. Like. <laughs> now it's a little Chris Lee. Like, it's yeah. all, like, this has an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is insane. Really? Oh, yeah. that's so much worse than it should be. It has an 11% based on 36 reviews. Oh. Their, uh, their current consensus reads, lacking any of the comedic bite that audiences have come to expect from a Mel Brooks farce, this vampire pa parody just plain old sucks. Ah, CinemaScore gave it an average grade of C, which I will agree with. It's a, yeah. it's a solid C movie. C plus, maybe. And 11% percent yeah that's that's bad are you kidding for comparison our favorite dracula movie morbius 2012 has a 16 percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> so rotten i mean we like rotten tomatoes is broken if like yeah. it's really just a nice like oh everybody knows rotten tomatoes it's it's a terrible compare oh no bullet train is a 59 really Oh, no. That sucks. I'm so sad about that. I'm still going to go see it. I'm definitely going to go see it. I love the cast. Brad Ooh, Pitt bat and back in comedy. Yeah. Is Prey on there yet? Good question. Streaming movies. Prey comes out on Friday. No, Prey is not rated yet. Prey has a 100% from us. Yeah, it does. Based solely on the trailers. Just on the trailer. Don't need to see the movie. It's, I saw the trailer. It's an A in my book. It's got an A for me. So is uh, Andor. You see that? You see that trailer? I did. I watched it. It was, yeah. Oh, I think it's a great trailer. It's a good trailer. I like uh, Diego Luna a lot. Yeah. I got no problem. He he could be a good Van Helsing, like a young Van oh, Helsing. Oh, yeah. He'd be a great young Van Helsing. Young Van Helsing Diego Luna. I love that, actually. Yeah, That's that. fun. Write that down. Thank you. Um, The plot <laughs> of the movie is Dracula. That's it? I don't feel the really the need to describe. I mean, we can nope. if you want, but it's just Dracula. And if I, you've been I, listening to the pod, yeah. you already know it. I feel like we should just actually just pick a few of our favorite jokes and jokes in the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just hit a few of our favorites. But other than that, just know that if you've watched Bela Lugosi's Dracula, that's it. Yeah. Right? If you've watched that, if you've watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah. if you have watched uh, the original 58, Christopher Lee. Yeah, like, that's it. That's it. That's the movie. And if you haven't, we've got an episode on it. Go do that. It's yeah. great. You don't you don't really we don't need to recap this too much. We don't. It's just yeah, it's the basic story of Dracula. 
goes to England, meets a lady, drinks her blood, kills that lady. They kill him. Bam. Done and done. done. That's the plot. What's your favorite? There's a couple of favorite jokes, I think. We talked briefly before the show, but yeah. what are some of your favorite jokes in this one? Uh, my favorite is the shadow. I love the yeah. shadow. In mm. this in this one, Dracula's shadow is sort of a character in and of itself, and he doesn't always agree with what Dracula's doing, and he just does other things. Um, I'm into that. It's it's kind of like a Peter Pan vibe, um, and I think yeah. that's very funny. Um, it's just it's a funny joke. You you said before the show that a lot of this is very specific references that you'll only get if you've seen the movies. Yeah. And it's a great reference to like, that's just a good riff on how like every horror film, they're like, here's yeah. the shadow. Well, like, I mean, it can, you can even trace it back to Nosferatu, the first mm, one. Yep. His shadows are practically a character in that movie. Absolutely. And that's all this is. And it works really well. Yeah. It talks a little, I mean, it doesn't talk. It makes noises a little bit though. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might talk at the end. <laughs> I, it's like, oh no. And Ooh, then like yikes. sneaks away at the end before Dracula gets killed. Yeah. I like that's that. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's silly. Uh, I really love uh, when they're killing Lucy. Yeah. And before before they start, Mel Brooks is like, wait, just one sec. And he runs like 15 feet back. OK, go. And then it, she, the blood that poor, poor man just got covered in so, <laughs> so much fake blood. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> For the, he so he stands over the grave. He's got the stake. Then Helsing's like, "One second. and then he runs away. He stakes it in. It's like a cannon gets shot in his <laughs> face of fake blood. Yeah. And then and then Mel Brooks comes out again, and he's like, "She's not quite dead yet. Do it again." <laughs> and then he does it again, and more blood sprays out. And then Jonathan's like, "She's dead enough this time." <laughs> and they like move on. It's really funny. It is. It's so funny. Stephen I mean, Weber just he just got covered. This was really bothering me because in mm -hmm. every movie, right, the killing of Lucy usually marks the end of act two. Like we are approaching the end of the movie right. at that point. Yeah. Dracula, my copy of Dracula, uh, which is the wonderful Barnes and Noble uh, classics edition. It's got this wonderful like teared pay, like frayed edges yeah. look going on. It yeah. looks great. 400 pages in that one. Lucy dies. On page 227, <laughs> nearly the middle of the damn book, she dies. And every movie's just like, all this, I'm holding up a visual representation to Evan. All this, not important. We'll just compress it down. Don't worry about it. And they're just like, that's good enough. Yep. Done and done. I think my favorite joke is um, the, the professor... Dr. Seward is uh, constantly calling for enemas in order to cure the patients. He's just constantly like, give him an enema. They capture Renfield. Renfield is the only one who goes to Castle Dracula in this yeah. one. Harker, Jonathan never goes to the castle. So Renfield is just fully Renfield. The actor who plays Renfield doing a great Renfield. Just oh, the most. Is. The most Renfield performance I've ever seen. Yes. Of a guy who just like loves to eat bugs. Extra. Yeah, um, he so he gets he con he's constantly escaping and getting captured again by the the insane asylum guards. 
And every time they capture him, Dr. Seward's just like, give him a minute, give him another enema. And Renfield's like, no, no more. And at one point, Seward's like, you'll have an enema and then another one and then another one until you're fixed. That's funny. That's a good joke. Yeah, I like that. He's, he's really good, too. He's a really funny one. There's some fun little, I think there's some very funny jokes here poking fun at, um, the the culture of the time of Dracula. Uh-huh. Notably, there's a lot of jokes from Jonathan about him being British. And so he has like no sex drive. Yes, that's right. To denote that she's become more of a vampire. Mina is like, touch me, love me. And Jonathan's like, I can't. And at one point she like tricks him into grabbing her butt. And Dr. Seward, who is Mina's ward, comes in and he's like, oh, and he's like, you, you've been engaged to her for years. You've been loyal for all this time. I never thought you were a scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there's a great bit where they're protecting her from Dracula and they just, Felsing's <laughs> like garlic will keep him out. <laughs> they just destroy the room with garlic. Uh, Leslie Nelson, uh, he <laughs> sticks his head in the, into the window. <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> Wait, he backs his head out. They make Dracula's hypnotism is a running joke in it's this movie. Of, I was going to say that next. It's a very powerful hypnotism. <laughs> Which did you prefer his first use or the second use of the hypnotism? I think is the second use the one in the bedroom. And the second use is the one in the bedroom. Yeah, yes. that was the that was my one. I love that. I loved that. <laughs> There's this whole scene in in the bedroom wherein uh, Lucy's in there, or sorry, Mina's in there. Mina's in there. Yeah, it's Mina, and they've put Mina's bedmaid has like is like sitting in her room too. And he's trying to hypnotize Mina, so he puts the bedmaid to sleep, and then they start getting switched up, who's who, and it's this whole back and forth. But my absolute favorite bit is when he's getting her to come to the door, and then watch for the footrest, and then she trips over. It's such a dumb fucking bit. Leslie Nielsen has uh, Gary Oldman's ridiculous um, <laughs> butt hairdo from from Bram Stoker's Dracula that he has when he's an old man at the beginning of the movie. If you've never seen it, just look up Bram Stoker's Dracula and you'll see it. You'll know what it is. But in this one, it's just a wig he wears. Yeah, it's like it's a his hat. hat. Yeah, yeah, he calls it his hat. <laughs> um, in order to catch Dracula and reveal him as a vampire, they have him come to a party and dance with Mina. And then they take down a giant curtain to reveal it's a mirror. So the crowd just sees Mina. They don't see Dracula. So they gasp. And Dracula's like, they're loving it. Come on. And they do like a really crazy dance routine. And they keep cutting back to the mirror. And it's just Mina like floating in the air. <laughs> it's a funny movie. This is a good movie. It has some funny bits. I think it's it, this is a solid C plus movie. I think 11% is just embarrassing. Come on, Rotten Tomatoes. That's just not even that's not a good score. Yeah. I agree. It's wrong. Is it as good as young, like the young Frankenstein comparisons are to be assumed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not as good as young no. Frankenstein. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's, I, it's not Mel Brooks best. He has better movies without a doubt. But for a comedy, there's a lot, guys, there's a lot, there's a lot of bad comedies out there. 
All right. And this one's actually pretty decent if you know, especially if you know the reference material. And it's it's very Mel Brooks. Oh, the Mel Brooks intro scene. Mel Brooks plays a wonderful Van Helsing in this. This might be my favorite joke of the movie, actually. We we, intro to him is he's a doctor and he's, you know, teaching his new students. He's like it's like day one, whatever. Right. And he's just trying to make them all faint. So he starts taking apart this corpse. He pulls out the intestines and he's like, don't worry, there's plenty to go around. Everybody get a bit. And then the one guy's standing there at the end and he just rips open the guy's head, hands him a brain. It's great. It's very Mel Brooks. And I think the comparisons to young Frankenstein are not fair because Gene Wilder is not in this. Exactly. I mean, it didn't help write it. Young Frankenstein has a legendary cast. There are. Yeah. So many legends of the screen in in that one. And this has Leslie Nielsen, who's wonderful. He's a legend in his own right. It's just, it's not the same. Do you want to rank this guy? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wish there was more to dig into. It's the plot of Dracula. There's nothing new. Dracula. That's the question, right? Is it, is it more, is it demeaning to our audience if we keep repeating the story of Dracula? I think so. Okay, that was easy. Humor, <laughs> charisma. Uh, Moral quandaries are easy on the great Transylvanian murder. <laughs> he's hilarious. He has a great time. He's really in this. funny. Yeah, and he's a he's a gentleman uh, more so than many of our others. I think this guy's like a solid eight, eight and a half, maybe. I was gonna say like an eight point seven, eight point eight. Like, I'm fine with an eight point seven or an eight point eight. Yeah, I, he's just it's funny. Like the jokes are funny. They la- yeah. all most of the jokes landed for me. And he's just he's just like got great dad humor in this. You know, yes. like across the board. Even if he wasn't murderous. <laughs> oh wait, I forgot about one bit. It's the bit with the straw. He goes. Well, oh. he, he, he goes for Lucy the first time and he like takes his cape and he covers it up. And then you hear like the little tapping like a straw on like a juice box. And then you hear him sucking blood through the straw. <laughs> it's so good. It's good. It's funny. Uh, sorry. Just wanted to get that out there. Who is watching this movie? Because that's the thing. It's like, is it, is it a great movie? No. Is it is it as biting a commentary as Blazing Saddles or Young Frank? Like, no. Of no. course it's not. Who is sitting there watching this with like their pen and their pad of paper is being like, <laughs> Dry, <laughs> dry as I'll get out. Uh, there is little to enjoy in this film. Like, oh, I hate it. It's a total farce. It's fun. Have a good time. It's just funny, man. Uh, fashion sense. Not great. It's nah. a ripoff of every other Dracula. I think it's like a three, though. It's just clearly just very two. cheap. Yeah. Two and a Maybe half, 2.5. Like, let's do like a 2.75 meet in the middle yeah. there. Yeah, I like Ooh, that. Ooh, our purse like 0. 0.75 in a little while there. Yeah. Intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the smartest person in the room. I'll say that for him. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And he probably gets away at the end if not for... Uh... <laughs> if not for Renfield. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um... Yeah, no, he's he could be dumber. <laughs> I think that description earns him a five, just a just dead middle say, five. I think a five seems fair. Yeah, just that he's just smart enough. Smart also, for the movie. The surprise of the movie, guys, 
His combat score is going to be better than a lot of Dracula's. His combat score is really good. He takes on like three guys at once. Yeah, and, and he easily like wins. Him. Yeah, he's tossing folks around. All right. He's tossing. He's choking. Yeah. He's it's got just it all. A, it's just a little bit of bad luck. He's super strong. Um, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen's an old man. All right. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And yet he's young and vigorous in this. Yep. Uh, I think I think he's easily pushing into the sixes. I think one might even be able to make a case for a seven. I think a seven. Like, I, yeah, he's pretty good. He kicks he's, ass. He's tossing people. He's knocking them out left and right. Absolutely. He's like, war. I mean, this is the other thing. Crosses for Christopher Lee hates him. All yeah. right. Leslie Nielsen, like, hates it for like 10 seconds. And then unlike so many other Draculas, he breaks it. He breaks the cross to get it out of there. Ten points. Exactly. He he knows his weaknesses and he deals with them. Yeah. Shapeshifting. Again, we've got a bat. We've got a bat. I would argue we have a dog as well, because after he kills Lucy in the gardens, mm -hmm. he runs away. Seward and Jonathan and Mina come up to her body and we hear a wolf howl. Oh, yeah, I agree. I would argue that the implication is he turned into a dog and they just didn't have the budget to I agree. show it. I agree. And, you know, when we when we get two animals, that goes a long way in this category. This was a category I really thought was going to be a lot more divisive. As of now, though, it, we've got pretty much the extremes going yeah. on. There's not so a I, lot of like, yeah, he's yeah, you know, he's got blankety blank and blankety blank. It's like, OK, he's got something great. Yeah. Give him a point or two for that. Yeah. Plus, we also see him be able to go full bat and also like 80% bat. He has a large section of this movie where when he turns into a bat, he keeps his own head. And we just get a little bat with the big Leslie Nielsen head. Which was much better done than what we do in the shadows. Exactly. Which I didn't realize was a reference to this movie until yes. I watched this movie. And then I was like, oh, it's a yeah, joke. It clicked. Um, I think I think he has to be at least a seven. I think at least a seven. I he's quick in transformation too. He uses it to get away in the end. If not for Renfield opening the ceiling to let the sunlight in, he survives because he can use it to get away. I think give him another seven. Yeah, I like that. We are going to need to do some major like scale adjustments on yeah, particularly shape like miscellaneous. I think won't change that much. Grand entrance book bonus are pretty set. Dear God, though, shape-shifting, like, yeah. that's the one we need to go back and really adjust for. Because that, like I said, I thought we would have a lot more, I thought there'd be a lot more middle ground there. I thought yeah. it'd be like, there's a dog. This is a smaller dog, though. So, you know, smaller score. It's not that at yeah. all. Yeah. No, it's really hit or miss. Yeah. Pretty extreme. Um, Miscellaneous. I'm not sure. This guy has a great miscellaneous. I would say the hypnotism's very powerful. That's true. The hypnotism's a lot. I don't think he's got I I don't even know if you can say he's got bad control of it either. I think he's got too much control over it. Yeah. I he's agree. too powerful at it. I agree. Though the I don't think we can give him much higher than like an 8 because we've seen hypnotism before. He's just spoofing Bella when he hypnotizes. Yeah. So I think it's a good choice. I think it's probably his best choice. It's just nothing new. Who would win in a hypnotism off? Him or Bella? Him or Bella? 
Now we get to design a hypnotism off. All right. I think we've got three events. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Obviously. Yeah. There's got to be three. Animal. Okay. Is number one. Let's say maybe a dog. Sure. Yeah. Second is singular person. Is yeah. there a middle ground? It's like one person. Yeah. I think one person. And then third is multiple people. Third is actually four categories. Animal, person, drunk person, <laughs> crowd of people. A crowd of people. Crowd of people. And I think based off of those, okay, so now we've got a subcategory of quiz going on here where we need to go back with all the <laughs> hypnotisms, rank each of those four scores, combine those four scores. That is their final. All right, buckle up, folks. Hypnotism. We've got 45 more Dracula's to go we were, we were wondering what we are going to do this episode. I found it. Rank all of them on hypnotizing. Keep designing more convo. Not all of them. I mean, we, how many hypnotisms That's we've true. got on here? Like four, three? I don't yeah. think we've got that. Not many ton, really not <laughs> i don't think it's yeah there's not that many of them yeah that's true um so where, where do you want to lock him below <sighs> well i think bella's got an 8.5 bella's got an 8.5 i think he's an eight i think he's an eight yeah i mean if we were to use your the scale that you just came up with i think he's got i think he might have multiple people in the bag because we don't get people? to see bella do it but we get to see him do it. I would also argue, like, it takes Bella a long time to get one dude to do one simple task. Yeah. And in this one, he's got people practically doing a jig. Like, yeah, he's really, true. like, got really elaborate commands that he issues. Yeah. I think... I, I think I, he's a more powerful hypnotist than Bella. I'd say Bella's thing, though... Is a we've seen Bella cover great distance on the that's hypnotism. very true. Yes, very true. And I'd say the people he's controlling may have a little bit more mental fortitude, perhaps. Okay, there's five events at the hypnotism <laughs> Olympics. Let's say no, the yeah. hypnotism Grand Prix. Yeah, I like that. Animal, human, drunk human, groups of people, Van Helsing, yeah. aware of you. Yes, that's like the that's like the tiebreaker event going yes. on. I think Bella's more likely to get a Van Helsing. I think Bella can get a Van Helsing. I'll agree. I don't know if Leslie could get a Van Helsing. So no, I think Mel Brooks would just like slap him if he tried to hypnotize him. <laughs> you just pull out some well, intestines though, and sorry, slap no, him. No, this gets the more face. complicated. We've got category 5A. Because which Van Helsing are we talking <laughs> about here? <laughs> Bella's Van Helsing, a lot harder to get. A lot harder to get. Hugh Jackman, I'd say overall pretty easy to hypnotize, though. <laughs> there's there's so much delicious like yeah, really details getting... <laughs> we could really get into if we put our minds to it. <laughs> I think we've been limited with our one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories so far. <laughs> it's almost time for a new category. Have you been feeling that? Yeah, I've been feeling that. I've been feeling something new. Yeah. I wouldn't mind us putting like dateability in, in here. I know that could be that could be related to humor charisma, I know. But something something about that. What what are you thinking if you if you're gonna put one in? Dateability no, dateability is not bad actually. I would see that as more of a I think any addition we make would be a five pointer. I can't yeah. think of adding a ten point category this far into the game. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of baseball cards I'd have to remake if we did yeah. that. <laughs> but I think I was honestly thinking, and this was definitely for the end of the show to kind of go back and reflect, but I think we can start thinking about it now. 
I want to get memorability in here. Oh, that's good. I want us to look back at the end and literally go Dracula by Dracula. How well do we remember them? How well do you remember this Dracula? Do you remember like what they looked like? Do you remember their unique power? I like that. So that's for like the end of the game here. But I, I've been really mulling over that. And I was like, I think that'd be super fun to go back and like, how much do I remember about the (laughs) 80 plus Draculas (laughs) I've seen now? That's a great idea. Oh, I like that. Yeah, let's keep that tucked away. That's good. But but dateability is interesting. Or do we finally bite the bullet and split humor and charisma? I think that's fair. Would both be would both become five or would one become ten mm. and one becomes five? What do you think? I, I th- think charisma could be a ten and humor could be a five. Wow. Personally. No, no, I yeah, I I guess I think charisma covers a wider variety of appeals and factors than that is he's supposed to be seductive but seductive doesn't mean funny yeah i think seductive falls under the charismatic sort of quality i don't think we should go back and redo the others i but i but i can see like yeah i could see moving that in though do you want to move it in for this guy he feels like the wrong one <laughs> it's a good place to start as any like yeah, that's because we're gonna point. feel bad if it's like next week is just a, like another prisoner of frankenstein thing where it's like well there's a zero in both obviously yeah no let's start it with let's start it with leslie i like All right. leslie let's do the grand entrance in the book bonus first but then yeah, i will we'll go um we'll go back all right grand entrance slash exit uh neither one's bad neither one's great no I think the I think the fireball and the death is pretty good. I was gonna say I think I have a slight preference towards the grand exit. Because I don't want to put thoughts in your head here, but but I, I agree. There's some there's something about that that's nice, along with the moment, right? The moment he he knows he's fucked. The, yeah. the goddamn it, Renfield, and then he's done. Uh, yeah, the ball of fire plus uh. Renfield scooping up his dust and putting it back in his coffin's pretty Ren- great. <laughs> Renfield is the reason Renfield is the reason Dracula dies in this one. Dracula is about to escape and Renfield opens a hole in the roof and he's like, "Master!" Through and here. the sunlight catches him, he burns to flame. Renfield then walks into the room. There's a great I love an entrance exit gag. Jonathan scoops Mina in his arms, carries her out the door. The second they are past the door frame, Renfield comes in, but they make no acknowledgement of each other. That's always going to be funny in my book. Yeah. But Renfield gathers the dust of Dracula, puts him in the coffin, and then makes like a little smiley face, <laughs> like a cartoon smiley face. And he's like, now you're starting to look like your old self. <laughs> that's funny that's good joke also i love that he's a big old pile of dust just like christopher lee is in every single one of his movies i literally thought for a moment he was gonna like you know cut open his hand put a little blood in there and just be like poof i'm back or something that's for the sequel that's the sequel dead and still leslie Niels. oh god no (laughs) oh oh that's uh, so weird. That's so weird, man. Yeah. I, I don't I know why people are like, it's an advancement in technology. When it's like the most cyberpunk dystopia thing yeah. where it's like, did you die? Hey, if you were famous enough, you didn't. <laughs> How about that? You belong to us in death. It's did like, you get old? How about no? 
that's so nice. You see, when they're still alive, I'm like, uh, you know, that's okay because they can then they can decide for themselves. This is not something that everyone will agree with. It's just in my head, it's the most obvious. Like, yeah, it's so obviously something you'd see in a dystopian novel. One hundred percent. It's two seconds off from Blade Runner, where it's just like, <laughs> did you die? Not really. The future. The future. We've got flying cars, and also <laughs> your soul is a now an asset that belongs to corporations. <laughs> it's so obviously that, and people are still like, well, it's an interesting, you know, we can use that for storytelling things, and no one will believe someone else is Luke Skywalker if it's not Mark Hamill's weird clay face. <laughs> anyway, I'm going grand Am exit. I wrong? <laughs> like, am I, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Am I no, wrong? No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. I agree. There's something weird to it. So let's not do that with Leslie Nielsen. Let's not do that with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> he, he couldn't have been in front of a computer long enough for them to scan it, right? No, absolutely not. There's no way he was in a movie studio long enough for them to get like all the angles and no, stuff. Absolutely not. He also, when did he stop making movies? Couldn't have been that much after this. No, this must have been one of his last ones. Yeah, because he got, he, didn't he get sick? I don't remember why he died. Oh, yeah. pneumonia. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Ugh. Oh, he actually was in a, he did a small part in a TV show in 2007. Wow. What show? Doctorology. I thought you were going to say Doctor Who and I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Do Doctor Who? Have you heard of this? <laughs> no. Doctorology. 2008, he would have been in the first season of oh my Chris God. Fraggleston. Oh, I totally forgot. He did, uh, he was in superhero movie. Holy crap. He was yeah, Uncle Ben in superhero was. movie. Holy shit. Yep. Wow. Superhero movie is not that good. Oh my God. He actually kept acting until 2009. Jesus. What was his last role? Open to, to Morbid you. Corner. This is really sad, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, 2009 parody, Stan Helsing. Wait, I think I've seen that movie. Wait, wait, yep. I might have seen that movie. Yep, he was in that. Oh, wait. Oh, thank God. No, I haven't seen that movie. No, no, no. Different movie. Yep. Well. Listen, it's a good cast to go out on. Ken Kiersinger, Keenan Thompson. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a, it's a good movie. We promise. What do you, if you're not aware or listening at home, um, Welcome, welcome to us being afraid to leave the podcast under <laughs> half an hour. Um, if you don't know at home, Orson Welles, um, you know, director, made Citizen Kane, like actor, visionary. Um, his final film role was in the animated Transformers the movie. And he played, he's Unicron. Is he really? Did you not know this? No, I didn't know that. Yes. So he, yes. Oh, great. So yes, the, the Transformers movie is um, not good, but it is really good at the same time. Um, yeah. So he was in this movie. Whoa. He died five days after recording this role. Whoa. Yep. Slate reported that his voice was apparently so weak by the time he made his recording that technicians needed to run it through a synthesizer to salvage it. Whoa. That's nuts. Yeah. Dang, man. One of the most prolific filmmakers of the 20th century. His last role was Unicron. 
That's amazing. That's a sad movie, too. So I was going to now this is great. Now this is fresh information to you. Is that a good last role? <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, it could it's, be a lot worse. It's going to say Unicron's not bad. No. But I mean, is it equivalent, though? This guy is like a major player in the Federal Theater Project, for those who don't know, <laughs> and like part uh-huh. of what brought theater back to the United States. He's one of my p- biggest inspirations. He in is life. a powerhouse of a creative mm-hmm. mind that literally yeah. helped reinvigorate all of storytelling in this country. Yeah. And so for him, that's he did sad. a radio he did a podcast so good they called the cops on him. <laughs> and people thought the world was going to end because it was being invaded. Because he that's, did a podcast so good. That's nuts. I did not know he did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Citizen Kane is still considered one of the three best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him, it's a huge downfall. But, uh, I mean, it could be worse. But but isn't it appropriate? Yeah. I mean, if you could have your, your pick of any actor to be Unicron, It'd be come Orson on. Well. It'd be yeah. Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. If, he was, if Orson Welles was in Dracula, who would he be? Oh, would shit. He be, would he be a Van Helsing? What era Orson Welles? I mean, I'm imagining like prime Orson Welles. Prime Orson Welles? Yeah. Do like a young Van Helsing as he's sort of like putting in all the research and like coming up with times, like coming up with like (sighs) leading speeches, trying to educate the people and then going on a vampire chase. See, I think Orson was smart enough to realize that Mina's the main character of the book, actually. Absolutely. So that's why I'm like, I don't think he'd be so egotistical to give himself Jonathan and then write yeah. it to be the leading role. Yeah, I don't think he'd be a Jonathan. Oh, good question. Yeah, yeah, they might have had to do a I think old I think old Orson Wells, I think he could have been Van Helsing. He'd be an excellent Van Helsing. He'd You're talking excellent. like Citizen Kane, like, but like in his prime, I think you could do a young Van Helsing sort of movie around him. I think you could. Oh yeah, you're talking about like a spinoff sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like do it definitely within the yeah. actual story. Then yeah, he's got to be like older, older Orson Welles playing Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got the gravitas to sort of like command, and it would be great. This is another yeah. thing. If we could, uh, another thing we're doing one day is our. Uh, you can pull any actor from any time in history, and you're creating. Dracula. Dude, let's do it right now. Who's let's playing finish. Dracula? All actors <laughs> ever. Finish, All anyone ever. Yeah, let's finish, finish him. Yeah, yeah. Grand entrance <laughs> slash exit. Are we thinking like a 1.5? Yeah, I'm thinking a 1.5 exit. Sweet. Book bonus. It's pretty good. Uh, it's I, pretty good. What did we give thir- 1931? We gave it a four. Four. It's basically I think it's that. the same thing, yeah. Uh, maybe oh, a little shoot. different. 3.5? 3.8. Yeah, I like a 3.8. Uh... Okay, so charisma, which which you've argued is a ten point scale. Yeah, how where are we putting him on here? I, I on a ten point scale, I think his charisma is maybe like like a like a five point five. He it's not that he's not charismatic; it's just that he's a little too clumsy to actually be charismatic. He's too buffoonish to be really scary. Yeah, exactly. So I think a five point five, but his humor. Yes, yeah, so humor is on a five-point scale. I think his humor on a five-point scale is like a 4.5. I'll agree. 4.5. All wow. right. His final score, 45.05. 
Not bad. Respectable. Yeah. I mean, honestly, his combat score and his shape-shifting score really help in this one. Those are really yes. solid sevens. Oh, my God. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of so many good ideas tonight. What we need to do, I'm going to add in a new little thing right next to our total. I'm going to have the Rotten Tomato scores. Or no, this, no, like one. I'll have somebody else. IMDb? No. Mm-hmm. I'll have somebody score. And then we can track. Yeah. Is there any correlation between quality of film and the quality of your Dracula? I like that. I like that. Because we've always been saying that, but we've never actually backed it up with evidence. Yeah, that's a good fact. That's a good stat to try and trade, nail down. I'm also going to declare it right now. You don't even have to ask me. I can take this guy with a baseball bat. Okay, great. <laughs> I got him. You, you already right. know. Yeah. yeah, it's a home run. Not going to lie. He's so clumsy, man. He's, I, yeah, I think, I he, think he in a way he would. He hypnotized me and he just hypnotized the fucking bat. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be funny. <laughs> Actually, you know, it'd be really fun. A showdown <laughs> between the super bat and Leslie Nielsen's uh, Dracula. <gasps> oh, because I, I don't think, bat. I don't think he could hypnotize the bat. No, oh, I think that bat think has more bat mental fortitude than like anything, anything, anyone in this movie. Oh Do, yeah, yeah, no, the bat with the bat takes him out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, now we, so now we've got <laughs> now we've got bat of up. Can Evan beat the the baseball bat? <laughs> yeah, and also can the bat with a bat beat them? <laughs> Which most of the time the answer will be yes. The answer would be yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that bat took out like twenty people in a church without any weaponry. Like give him a bat and he's wrecking people. Just no question. Um, uh, all right, all right. Are yeah, we trying to do what? our historical? Yeah. Uh, anyway, forty-five point oh five. Great score, Still, Leslie Nielsen. Good respect. score, Leslie. Ten out of ten. Historical Dracula. Are we trying to do it? Oh man, I. Uh, yeah, I think let's do regardless. Of everything. Yeah. All we're right. just going to start. We're just going to start doing this after everyone because now we've seen more Draculas than anyone else. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I Nobody else can have seen more Draculas than us at this point. No. I mean, we've seen. Like so we're just going to start telling say. you every episode good actors to play Dracula <laughs> based on our scientific evidence. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, I have a question. Okay. Hit me. I think we should also sort of define it by like the genre of the Dracula that we're going oh, for. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Like, so this week. Yeah. Oh, this will be kind of, um, what is it? Not say yes to the dress. America's Next Top Model. Where yeah. they're like, yeah. show me this. All right, Evan, this week, show me show me a, cl- a classic, a gothic Dracula. A gothic Dracula. All right. And to set the rules, any actor, yes. alive or dead? Alive, dead, regardless of gender, regardless of time. We're going a classic one. All right. This may sound weird at first. That's fine. But I want you to bear with me. Okay. All right. All right. You're going to be skeptical. I probably am. I'm going to go Cary Grant. Cary Grant. All right. Just imagine him as the old man Dracula. Weird, right? It's hard to see. Cary Grant, if you're not familiar, massive Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. Hitchcock favorite. One of a Hitchcock. Yeah. One of Hitchcock's main actors. That's actually exactly what I was keeping in mind was like a Hitchcock style movie where Hitchcock is directing it. It's shot in black and white. There's a lot of like high contrast, light shadow. And I want Cary Grant. Okay, because if you haven't seen it, let me look up the movie uh, title. I think it's Marnie, but I want to make sure. Um Ah, it's suspicion. Okay, it's suspicion. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Cary Grant, um, and I think it's Joan Fontaine. Yeah, Joan Fontaine. 
uh, where the whole idea is this couple gets married and the more she gets to know him, the more she finds out about how horrible a person he is. Mm. And in the end, she's worried he's trying to kill her slowly. Uh, it's it's kind of creepy. Um, and it's unusual for Cary Grant. But that's why I have it in mind. It's Alfred Hitchcock has a way of bringing out all of his sides. So he could play up the societal charm while he's yeah. in London. He'd be charming as hell. He'd be so seductive. People would be so into him. And then the moment they like flip to nighttime and you get to see the creep come out. I think Cary Grant could do that shift you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I love it. Can I tell you I'm torn? Okay. Rip torn. Sorry. I'm very... (laughs) I'm torn between... Because I was thinking about one actor and then I thought of a similar actor. Okay. I'm torn between Daniel Day Kim Uh from uh, Lost. Sure. Yeah. And apparently the Divergent series, mostly I was thinking, I was thinking Fire Lord Ozai. I was thinking Avatar The Last Airbender, oh. his dub. And I was like, that sort of presence, I think, could be really, uh, yeah. really powerful to see in a movie. And he's got the looks. I mean, the man's got a jaw for miles and yeah, it's, it's, it's impeccable. He's a it's great true. looking guy. He's one of the most like intimidatingly handsome people around intimidatingly handsome is exactly it yeah and like clearly from lost he can kind of do that whole gambit of very clean to like i'm on an island yeah and then i thought about mark Dacascos. oh i was thinking brotherhood of the wolf has a similar vibe to what i'm going for but then i thought about how like creepy excited he was in john wick 3 yeah that's what i was just going to say creepy excitedness is is calling to me yeah oh that's good that's good so i'll i i think i have to offer two this week all right i like that if you don't know any of the actors we talked about quickly google their faces We've talked about Cary Grant. Ooh, I've got one more. <laughs> oh, yes, that's fine. I gave two. You gave two. I love it. Another one, because this guy's been floating through my head for a bit. He's almost Great. too easy to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. So if you're listening at home, we've already looked at Cary Grant. Yeah. New search. Javier Bardem. <sighs> yes. He'd be great. Yes, 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 yes. Javier Bardem would be. Oh, he'd be powerful. Yeah, he'd be good. He'd be good. Ooh, I love that. Javier Bardem. You probably know him if you're listening at home. No Country for Old Men. Uh, Skyfall. He's great at being a bad guy. He's got that thing that I think would be so effective, which is, you know how like creepy it is when somebody shows you their teeth a lot? Yes. Yes. And he like kind of does that as he kind of like, he like smiles and talks through his teeth in a way yeah, that just kind of pushes the there. jaw out a little bit yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 I think he'd be great. All right. Cary Grant. Javier Bardem, Daniel Day Kim, Mark Dacascos. All great. What a what collection we just got. What a gambit there. of actors we put together Damn. here. Cause because the three the first, the last three can all work together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are all absolutely still working. We could all cast we could cast all of them in a movie. We could cast all of them as three different versions of Dracula. Yeah. And Cary Grant died in like what, I don't know, the 1980s something. Yeah, I think. <laughs> what do you want to watch next week? Oh, God, something good. Well, <laughs> you keep saying it like I'm going to give you something good, and I'm just not. Give me the Cary Grant, Alfred Hitchcock, 
<laughs> a Dracula <laughs> movie, okay? That's all I want. And then halfway through, it's Daniel Day Kim, and there's no explanation. Exactly. Mm, maybe House of the Wolfman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's classic, right? Which is... No, this is a 2009 oh, version. But it has like Lon Chaney's like nephew, great nephew or something like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like it's black and white. Yeah, Wait, what the hell Lon is Chaney happening? Jr.'s grandson is in this. So the photos that IMDb has chosen to represent this movie are uh, a skeleton in a box, a little skeleton and a little throne in a box, uh, a woman just in lingerie. With House of the Wolfman in, it's black and white, and House of the Wolfman is written next to her head, and she's smiling at the camera. Okay. There's another one where it's a guy with a letter jacket on, and a woman in a jacket, and she's got uh, lovely blonde hair, and they're both standing in front of a car, again, looking directly at the camera, and it just says House of the Wolfman right next to it. We've got Michael R. Thomas as our Dracula. Wonderful. Who (laughs) was in the makeup department... And was a makeup artist on Saturday Night Live, Wayne's World 2, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. All right. And then it looks like he did a lot of erotic pictures in the early 2000s. Well, who didn't? You know, we all went through that phase. We all had to do it. I'm still there. (laughs) Evan lives it 24-7. It's the (laughs) life he's chosen for himself. And and I love and respect him. And I respect his choices. Sometimes the strangest things make you happy, okay? Anyway. How are you want to leave the podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, we did it. 50 minutes. Oh, nice. Not bad. They'll never know that we were stressed about it <laughs> only being 20. Know. They'll never know because I cut this part out. We got it. I would like to leave the podcast today. Yeah. I'd like Leslie Nielsen to change into a bat, but keep his own head and carry me off into the night. <laughs> I have entered to inspect the death of Dracula, and I've taken a small vial of his dust. And I'm going to do the smart thing. I'm going to carry some of it and put it in the sunlight so we can't respawn. Come on, people. There you go. There you go. I know it's a comedy, but you got to cut the head off, cut the limbs off. We've talked about this. Throw them into a different ocean. Yep. Easy. I'm just going to throw some powder into the desert. Yeah. Into the Desert's actually a really good place to scatter Dracula. Into the Desert is also a really good name for something. Into the Desert is a good name for the Mummy versus Dracula movie, where Dracula's ashes get spread in ancient Egypt. That's a great idea. Well, modern day Egypt. And then the Mummy from ancient Egypt wakes up, and he's got some Dracula particles in him. Starring. Leslie Nielsen. Bam. I'm in. We did it. We'll see you next week for House of the Werewolf. Wolfman. For House of the Wolfman. Good night. (laughs) I hope you don't listen to this on speakers and have dogs. (laughs) 